night, good night. I hope all is well with everyone who is listening. I am your host, Azure Blue, and I would like to welcome you to Connections Outside of Comfort Zones. Here at Connections Outside of Comfort Zones, I'll discuss many topics, many life situations, um, any situation or anything that touches my heart or that comes to mind. The majority of the things that I speak about are my life experiences. Um, I may speak on experiences of other people, but some of the experiences that I speak on in regards to other people, it will always involve how the experience touched me and the impact that it had on me. As promised, today I will speak on the incident that happened between myself and my son's dad that landed me in prison. Before I go into what led up to the incident, I would like for all of my listeners to know, please do not view me as a victim. We were both hurt from this incident. We both had a life-changing experience. When I met my son's dad, I was in high school. It was right before my 17th birthday. We actually started dating, um, if not on my 17th birthday, literally days within my 17th birthday. Before him, I was dealing with guys. Yes, I was sexually active, but he was my first real boyfriend, like my first committed relationship where I claimed him as my boyfriend. How we met, some of my male friends, they were taking me out for my birthday I'm sorry, not how we met, how we started dating. Some of my male friends, they were taking me out for my birthday and they asked me if they could bring a friend along. Me being me, I told them, of course, the more the merrier. When I realized that it was him because I already had a crush on him, he was very handsome. And, you know, I I saw him as a bit of a conquest for me. I just knew in my little cocky mind and heart that I was going to have him that I just had to have him over the years and especially from that relationship I learned that you have to be careful what you ask for in the beginning of our relationship of course things were smooth um literally only in the beginning because before I knew it his ex-girlfriend would um, approach me at times and I even got into a fight with her and the staff in the school who knew me and who I had pretty good relationships with they eventually started to speak on their dislike for 
my relationship with him and how he was no good and how he was abusive and things like that. At any point in our lives, the heart wants what the heart wants, especially when you are a teenager and everything that people said went in one ear and out the other. I learned soon enough that what they were telling me was true. This is TMI, but I am the queen of TMI. And as I am sharing my stories, I'm going to share just about everything, especially in regard to this incident so that you can have a complete background of how we got to where we did. My son's dad, he was at that time my everything. Um, Because I wanted him and of course, you know, because we were, you know, we were having sex or whatever. To me, it was the best, the greatest and whatever he said went because I didn't want to lose him. From dealing with him, I stopped dealing with a lot of my close friends for years. Um, Basically, his attitude and his demeanor, I eventually picked it up. Not saying that I was the sweetest or the nicest person ever, but I became even more uglier from dealing with him. He was very insecure as I was as well, but he didn't like the fact that I had so many friends, that so many people would come to our house and, or rather to my house, to, you know, when I say our, meaning my house, my mom's, um, and he especially hated that I had a lot of male friends, so, Whatever he he hated, I eventually pushed it away. My son's dad, throughout the time, he was um, that person that I felt like I was so in love with. He gave me an STD. He cheated on me numerous times um, to the point where the ex-girlfriend that he had before me there was a time where he had her in his house under his bed hiding and she thought that that was something that she could approach me about um there were many times throughout our relationship where he put his hands on me And for him to be young, he was a very conscious abuser. He would never uh, put his hands on me above my neck because he knew that it was hard for me to hide any marks that were above my neck. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I will defend myself. So that is one one of the reasons why I said, please do not see me as a victim in this situation, because 
whenever he would put his hands on me, it's not like I would just stand there and I would take it. I would fight his ass right back to let him know that, you know, it doesn't matter how big you are. I'm still going to try and defend myself. I did express um, in a previous episode how during my pregnancy with my son, he did um, pull a gun out on me and he, he pulled the gun out on me when I showed up to his dad's house, what I thought was his dad's house. I didn't realize that his dad had moved out and that the that the place that the apartment was left to him and the girl that he was cheating on me with because he realized that she and I were talking to one another he pulled the gun out he made me stay the night he made me sleep in the bed with them um after my son was born I did try to make the relationship work with him um But at that point, you know, I started to realize that I needed my strength because I had someone else to live for. When I was in labor with my son, this man or this guy brought the girl that he was cheating on me with to the hospital with him. Excuse me. And I'm just sharing, you know, some of these, some of these incidents, you know, within this one incident to kind of give a history of, I'm not going to say of how we got to where, you know, to, to where we did, because with the abuse and the insecurities, the lack of trust, the lack of friendship, we were a young disaster waiting to happen. There was a time that he dragged me by my foot in our high school down the hall when we were in summer school. <laughs> um, just like so many not so good incidents. Now... After my son was born, I knew that I had to leave him alone, but I didn't want to be one of those moms that kept their child away from their other parent. I firmly believe that all children need both parents no matter what. I knew that although he wasn't good to me, he loved our son and he wouldn't harm him. There, although there were times where because I still needed one credit to graduate from high school, dealing with him like I, I kind of went like on a downward spiral and it just seemed like I couldn't graduate high school at all. Um, just dealing with some of the incidents and the situations that came along with him, the cheating, the girls reaching out to me, him coming to me, taking my money, showing up at my job, <laughs> uh, coming to my classrooms, just disturbing a whole lot. Um, 
you know, I, I just, I, I wasn't doing what I needed to do for me. After our son was born, there were times where he would take him for the day and then he wouldn't bring him back at the time where he said that he was supposed to and it would cause a fight or an argument. After my son was born, he was three weeks old and one of I'm gonna say one of my brothers although I have one brother biologically but my brother his best friend he came to my mom's one day to help me with my baby's crib my son's dad put the crib together but he didn't secure it and we had a cat in the house and the cat kept coming in my room and trying to climb in the crib and every time the cat would climb up on the crib the crib would separate and would open up and I couldn't wait on my son's dad anymore to um you know for him to come and try and put the crib together so I reached out to my brother's friend when I saw him and I'm like hey you know could you come and you know just secure these screws or whatever on this crib And when he came to do it, I just so happened to be nursing my son. And while he was doing it, while I was nursing my son, in comes his dad. And when he realized what was going on, he was fuming, but he would never show his anger in front of anyone else. I remember this day as if it was yesterday. When my baby finished nursing Um, You know, when my brother finished fixing the crib, he, he took the baby from me, he burped him, he cleaned him up, changed his diaper, and he used to sing to him a lot. And while he was singing to him and rocking him to sleep, you know, I'm just doing the things that I needed to do, you know, cleaning up, getting, um, I can't even say getting bottles ready. You know, I probably was cleaning up, putting pampers away, diapers, whatever. He lays the baby down. I was laying in the bed. I believe I was laying in the bed and I was dozing off. And the next thing I know, he grabbed me by my neck. My son was three weeks old and he was choking me, laying over um, the baby's changing table asking me why did I have the guy in there fixing the baby's crib while my tits were out like this guy was watching me as I stated this individual was my brother he was around my family before I was born he constantly told me that he remembers when my mom was pregnant with me that individual is no longer with us that brother of mine so god rest his soul and i thank him so much you know just for the ways that he's helped me with you know at at that young age and even when my son was younger um so my son's dad has me laid over the changing table and he's choking me and he's saying these things but he's not screaming it he's whispering it and 
my grandmother who was in the next room she could like hear my feet scuffling I don't know exactly what she heard but what saved me was she opened up my door with her cane and you know she swung and she let him know that whatever it was he was doing he better stop or else she was gonna beat him with the cane may her soul rest in peace as well because that was my young girl (laughs) um there were just many incidents in between the birth of my son and me committing you know the crime that I did that landed me in prison over those months I knew that I didn't want to be with him anymore but I couldn't figure out exactly how to get away from him and still allow him to have a relationship with our child Now, I have family that stays out of state in Virginia, and um, I figured that would be the best escape for me. I did try to go to Virginia at one point with my son, but as I stated before, I still needed one credit to graduate high school, and I was in night school to complete this credit. My son got sick. I had to come back home to New York, which I did so that we can see his doctor Christmas time comes around now it was already planned that I would spend my son's first Christmas in Virginia with my family down there of course with it being our son's first Christmas his dad wanted to come along as well and no one stopping that really Um, Not only that, he had uh, a pretty good relationship with one of my sisters, so it wasn't really just about me and my son um, and his first Christmas as to why he wanted to go. It was, you know, because he just wanted to be around my family as well. The incident happened between him and I on Christmas Day. I brought cash with me. I knew that I was going to be in Virginia for a few weeks with a small child. My son was about eight months old. No, and I knew that I would need cash. Um, ATM cards at the time was really big. They weren't even called debit cards then, I can remember. And... He was working a job, so he only brought his ATM card with him. He didn't bring cash. He was just banking on my cash. Now, Christmas morning, he was not feeling well, my son's dad. So he claimed. He claimed that he wasn't feeling well. He was feeling a little sick or whatever. And when I got up that morning to open up the Christmas gifts with my son... I opened up the majority of them with him and we we just left a few for his dad because his dad didn't want to come downstairs. Eventually, his dad came down. We opened the rest of the gifts. He was laying around the majority of the day 
because he was so sick. But, you know, he was watching basketball games. Him and my sister, they planned to go out that night, unbeknownst to me. And um, before I knew it, he was up and he was getting ready to leave. You know, he was getting dressed so that they could go out. Because he didn't have cash, he comes to me and he asks me for $100 to give to him for him to go out and hang out with my sister. And because I told him no, it was like it was the end of the world. He wanted to argue back and forth about how he needed the money. I argued with him as well, letting him know that he should have brought cash with him, that I didn't want to give up my cash for him to go out and hang out, you know, as long as he had his ATM card, he could stop at any ATM machine and, you know, pull whatever money he needed. He expressed to me how the fees would be so high for him or whatever that he didn't want to do it, you know, when we just went back and forth. I remember this as if it was yesterday. I don't know and, and I don't remember the exact location of where they were in the house or whatever, but I do know that he went to my sister to explain to her like that I wasn't giving him the cash for them to go out and although she was my sister she told him that I was just mad because he wanted to go out and I couldn't go out because I had the baby which that wasn't even the case you know she didn't know the the history of what was going on with him and I or not not even the history she didn't know like just how our relationship was you know she didn't know the details of our relationship no one really knew the details of our relationship no one knew you know, how he treated me, how I didn't want to be with him anymore, how I was really trying to get away from him. Like, no, no one knew because I didn't share this information. But in the midst of them having this really brief um, conversation, she explains to him that, oh, she's just mad because she can't go out, you know, and because you want to go out. She's mad because she has the baby. She's like, go and tell her to give you the cash. And when we get back, just fuck her real good and she'll be fine tomorrow. Very heartbreaking, but it is what it is. So once I hear that, you know, it made me feel as if they were both conspiring against me. And when he came back to me to ask me for the money again, I took two fifties and I crumbled them up and I threw them at him. And as I threw them at him, I let him know that when I expressed to him and when I told him that I didn't want to be with him anymore and that I wasn't breaking our family up, but we weren't going to, you know, be one unit that I meant that. And once we got back to New York, He could leave me alone and we'll figure out, you know, how visits with him and our child would go. 
after that I went upstairs to one of the bathrooms there was a bathroom in the hall um and we were conditioned in my sister's home to always turn the lights out throughout the home so it was really dark and I had a habit of always turning the light off in the bathroom before I stepped out and because I did that as I was stepping out the bathroom I didn't realize that he was standing there in the dark hallway and he punched me in my face and he covered my mouth and he was dragging me into the room where we were staying in my sister's house now while I'm trying to fight him back or I am fighting him back I'm trying to get his hand from over my mouth I bite him or whatever um my sister who was downstairs she realized you know like what was going on that we were upstairs fighting when she came upstairs to break us up in her bedroom she had a really big universal remote i remember taking the remote and slapping him with it i don't know if i threw it at him or what now he was very materialistic my son's dad he would choose clothes and jewelry over necessities any day even with me and my child and because I knew this he had recently um (laughs) this is not funny but just thinking back on it and thinking um you know how these memories are coming back to me it's just like wow but um he had just brought he had just bought a brown Carhartt jacket and I remember him oh this jacket is $250 it's a lot of money whatever and everything was about this Carhartt jacket and because he loved his materialistic items so much that whenever he would hurt me I would try to destroy his items you know and I would let him know that You can buy a piece of material any day, but the pain that you bring to me, I can't get back the, you know, the, the good moments. Um, so once my sister came and broke us up, I took his coat and I ran down the stairs. I went to the kitchen to get a knife so that I could cut his coat because he knew what I was doing he eventually ran down behind me and there was a half bath downstairs in my sister's house and I was trying to run into that bathroom and lock myself in so that he couldn't hit on me anymore he caught me as I was closing the bathroom door so he didn't let it close he yanked it open And I don't know if he slammed me up against the wall or if he punched me in the face because at this point he was very good for that. And um, 
Next thing I know, he was shaking me to pick me up from off the floor because I slid down the wall. And once he got me up, I still had a grip on the coat and the knife. The coat was in my left hand and the knife was in my right hand. He's trying to get the coat from me. I'm trying to hold it away from him. He was behind me. Um, he was behind me while this was going on. And from him being behind me, I was jerking my right arm back to get him off of me. And as I jerked my right arm back with the knife in my hand, I jerked the knife to scare him away from me, not knowing or realizing that I was actually going to stab him. I believe when I did it the second time, that's when I stabbed him and the knife, it pierced his heart. After that happened, he ran away from me. My sister had a living room off of her kitchen. And in that room, that's where the Christmas tree was. Um, she had a treadmill in there. I can't remember what else was in there. But he stood by the Christmas tree and he was jogging in place. And he was screaming like, oh shit, you stabbed me. You stabbed me. You know, I didn't realize what happened at that point. Um, there was a lot going on, but, you know, once the realization hit of what was going on, my sister rushed him to the car and she took him to the hospital. I can't even say that that incident that happened was a freak incident, you know? Did I intend to stab him? No, I did not. Was I over all of the everything that happened between us? Yes, I was. I'm not going to lie about that at all. Did I want him out of my life? Yes, but not on those terms and not in that condition. When he arrived to the hospital he was DOA but they did bring him back um, there was a lot of commotion going on in the house me not knowing where I was really and not understanding um, the laws in Virginia and just the state for being commonwealth I thought I was doing the right thing by dialing 911. My other family that was in the house with us, they hung the phone up. They let me know that I could not call the cops because it was nothing like New York. There was blood around. You know, like there there was just so much going on in the house afterwards. 
I was a bit out of it, you know, at that point. I was crying. You know, I let them know like that I didn't intend to hurt him. You know, that I did know that he was a very materialistic person. And I just wanted to destroy his shit because he didn't care much about me needing anything. You know, whether it was the money or, you know, just for me to be by myself. He Like, he, he just didn't care about anything, really. He only cared about himself. We all eventually ended up at the hospital because, of course, we wanted to know how he was doing. Not only that, I didn't hate him and I don't hate him today. That is the father of my child. I wanted to make sure that he was safe and that he was okay. I I started calling his family to let them know, you know, what was going on. And once we got to the hospital, he was in surgery. And when he came out of surgery, the doctors let us know that he was in critical condition, you know, and that he needed to be monitored for 24 to 48 hours or something like that, you know, and that they needed to get in contact with his family members because they weren't sure if he was going to live. Me being the person that I am and me knowing who he was, um, I had my, my sisters there at the hospital with me and I expressed to them how he was going to live. You know, I told them, I was like, he is strong. You know, he's strong. He's healthy. I don't know what these doctors are saying. He's going to live. And the cops, like, but because I dialed 911 to the house, the cops came to the house or whatever. We made up a lie, um, you know, so that they wouldn't know what was really going on. But then with him showing up to the hospital and with my sister giving her home address, they kind of started to put two and two together. They wasn't 100% sure if what they were putting together was correct because leading up to this incident like there were other incidents that happened um where my sister lived and we actually had to call the cops a few days before on a teenager that was walking through their neighborhood shooting a gun in the air and um not only that he at one point thought that he was gonna fight my nephew and my nieces so since there was so many other things going on days leading up to this, we used it all to my advantage. And, you know, I, I just used it as a lie to make sure that he was okay. But as I stated, once, you know, once surgery was over and when he was in recovery, I kind of huddled with my sisters and, you know, I let them know that I had to tell on myself that I needed to let the cops know that it was me who stabbed him. The cops did not have to come looking for me. I was not on the run or anything like that. I wanted to be very honest about what happened. I also um, 
expressed to my sisters that there was so much going on within our relationship that they didn't know about you know um like the fights and the abuse or you know just whatever and I told them that I felt that it was best for me to tell on myself and let that be my way to get me and my son away from him because I didn't want my son growing up with his dad the monster in the same home and one of my sisters she just cried and she begged me not to tell and she also had a young child and you know she told me she was like I'll take the fall for you you know if I could I would take the fall for you and I couldn't I couldn't let her do that of course you know no one knew the pain that I was in no one knew what was going on inside me not only that I just believed that if I was honest and if I told what was going on that they would have mercy on me and they didn't foolish me my first night that I spent in jail was 19 years ago December 26th the cops and the news they took this incident and this story and they ran with it and they twisted it around and made it into a story how they wanted to I was awakened um, that evening by the person that was sleeping in the bed next to me because um, in Chesterfield jail, it was open dorm and (laughs) I'll never forget this lady. Um, She's shaking me and she's, you know, waking me up and she's like, baby girl, baby girl. And I'm like, yes. And she's like, is that you? And I'm like, is what me? And she's like, look at the TV. And on the news, there was my mugshot. And the story that they were telling was that we were two teenagers who went to Virginia. And I brought him down there to try and kill him. They stated that we were supposedly there for the holiday, that we went to visit my family, but I brought him down there with me so that I could do harm to him. That broke my heart, of course. They also stated that at that time I was looking at malicious wounding charges, but because he was in critical condition, it was going to eventually turn into a homicide charge. I had to watch a news reporter knocking on my sister's house door ringing her bell and harassing my family with me sharing that information with you all I want to let you know do not believe 
everything that you see on the news. They lie to entertain you. They lie to keep you interested in watching the news. If you ever notice, you never see anything positive on the news if it's not involving an animal. And from that day on, I did not watch the news. I made a vow to myself that I would not watch the news again. And I didn't watch the news probably for about 16 years. And then when I would watch bits and pieces of the news, I was disgusted and I would turn it off. And I am still not watching the news till this day. My son's dad eventually woke up and the first person or the first people that he asked for when he woke up was myself and his son. My sisters were there by his side, you know, to make sure that he was okay. But once his family came, they didn't want any of my family there. They, they wanted to believe the cops you know, that I brought him there to do harm to him. Which was an extreme shock to me because when my son was three months old, him and I, we visited one of his, one of his aunts on his dad's side. She was having a function at her house. And while we were over there, she sat my son's dad down and myself and she told us both that we had to figure out what we were going to do with our lives. She told us that we needed to stop the fighting. She told my son's dad that although he knew that his dad used to abuse his mother and although he observed his brother's father abusing his mother he needed to learn that abuse was not the way she told him she said Azure is ambitious Azure wants to go to college you should consider following in your cousin's footsteps and going into the air force she said if you continue to put your hands on her you are going to jeopardize the life of this baby that you two have and one of you are going to end up in jail and the other is going to end up in the hospital. His aunt called this. Not only that, leading up to my pregnancy and just the the fights between him and I, his mother reached out to me one time and she asked me to leave her son alone. She said, please, I'm asking you, Azure, leave my son alone. You are too ambitious and he has no clue as to what it is that he wants to do with his life and he will bring you down. These are things that his mother and his aunt, one of his aunts said to me. But of course, when their child was laying up in the hospital, they forgot 
all about those things that they said to me and they wanted to make me out to be the bad guy. And today, I'll take it. I will wear it. I'm not even going to lie. Because going to prison saved my life. There were days where I wasn't sure if I was going to live to see 20, let alone 21, dealing with him. He had no qualms about pulling the gun out on me. He had no qualms about choking me. He had no qualms about pinching me, punching me in my stomach, my back, at the back of my head, whatever. <clears throat> and I really saw me telling on myself as the best outlet to get him away from me and me away from him and my child. Going to prison really saved my life. It saved my life. It taught me a little more about myself. It introduced me to my optical career. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to, you know, to, to live an adult life. Today, I believe because his family didn't allow him to recover properly, um, because the doctor stated that he needed to be in familiar surroundings in order for him to come back to himself, to who he was before the incident happened. We, me, my son, and my family, we were his familiar surroundings. And his family, they kept him away from us. So he's still somewhat like a child at times in an adult's body. Um, I've offered to help with his recovery process because I am sorry for what happened between him and I as I stated I felt you know that me telling on myself was the best thing you know that 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 I could have done um, but his family they just weren't receptive of my help you know, they claim to be Christians and such Jesus lovers and believers and to have all the faith, but they listen to doctors and, you know, they allow doctors to tell them that he will not recover. I hope you all gained something from my story and me sharing this incident with you. Also, I want, um, anyone who's listening to this to know that if you are in a domestic situation an abusive relationship or whatever please don't keep it to yourself don't hold it in <sighs> talk to someone you know even if you are feeling insecure down about yourself if you believe that you know, there's no way out. There are ways out. There are. Also, I want my listeners to know that no matter what we go through in life, no matter what situations may come in front of us, there is always a silver lining to every situation. 
there's always a silver lining in every incident. You just have to see it and find it. What happened between him and I, it was one of, well, it it was one of the worst things that happened, but it turned out to be one of the best. Unfortunately, my child did lose both of his parents at the same time and not lose, but both of his parents were removed from his life at the same time at such a young age. But thank thank God, you know, I'm very thankful that I had my village there to support and to take care of him during my incarceration. Now that you all know what happened that evening, that night, that day that led up to this situation, I hope, you know, that... Um, I can encourage someone, you know, to just continue to live, you know, don't think that one incident, one situation will hold you back or that it defines you because it does not. I still believe in my heart that I will be able to help my son's dad one day when his family allows me to. I have told my son numerous times that when I have more than enough space for all of us to live in or when I can afford for to support him in his own home for him to help and take care of his dad that I will do so it may sound crazy to you all but I have a different love for him and as long as He is living. He is still the father of my child. I want nothing but the best for him. Because although I went through the situations that I went through following that incident between him and I, I am still able to live the life that I want to live. I have total control over my life right now where he has no control over his. Again, I hope you all enjoyed. I thank you for listening. Have a great day and a good night. And we will always continue to holler for them dollars.